Blog Talk Radio. Food waste is one of the most easily solvable problems, literally the low-hanging fruit of environmentalism. Pardon the pun, it's my job. About 20% of all produce never makes it off the farm. It's because they just look a little funny, a little weird, but when you cut into it, it's perfectly good food. It's just a total shame. It's totally good stuff. We buy ugly produce directly from farms that often would go to waste because supermarkets won't buy it because of how it looks, and we deliver it to people's doors. This isn't that ugly at all. Like, that's the most common first box, like, complaint we get. We change that. We educate people. We show them how amazing these fruits and vegetables are. To have food delivered to your house. Box of produce every week. And it's more affordable. At a very reasonable price. Cheaper than the grocery store. I spend a lot less time in grocery stores. It's an adventure every time that you open your box. High quality produce. There's nothing wrong with the produce. And they taste exactly the same. It's not better. Save those fruits and vegetables that get wasted every year. And it's delivered to your door, like, but what, why wouldn't you do? Why wouldn't you do? Please go to our website, freedomizerradio.live, and sign up for Imperfect Foods today. Use our promo code and get money off your first order. Go ahead and get some organic and all-natural meats, dairy, snacks, breads, and non-GMO produce. Most people say they hate wearing shoes and would go barefoot if they knew they were allowed. People say it all the time on their social medias. But they are worried that someone will say something to them. So everyone wears the cheapest flip-flops with the least amount of fabric on them. Most people do not even know that it's completely 100% legal to go barefoot into a store. Most people think that driving barefoot is illegal, but it isn't. Driving barefoot actually is safer than wearing most shoes. Going outside barefoot for a walk is one of the healthiest things you could do, but most people are afraid someone will say so. Or they quote the myths and the rumors that their grandma told them years ago. The fact is, there are no laws against driving a car, going to a store, or eating in a restaurant barefoot. So don't give in to bad fashion, hurt heels, or a broken flip-flop. For more information, please check out barefootislegal.org or find us on your favorite social media. as grounding is the act of touching our body's skin directly to the earth, just like our ancestors did as they slept, sat, and walked on the ground nearly every day of their lives. This simple connection allows earth's natural negative electrons to enter the human body, pacifying dangerous free radicals, which if left unchecked, can cause severe damage to cells that can lead to many chronic diseases. Ground Therapy's patented process and suite of products were designed for you to experience all the benefits of grounding in your busy and modern lifestyle. And you'll experience the benefits of grounding within the safety and comfort of your home or office throughout the entire day, just as if you were touching the earth itself. 
The information is provided for general informational purposes only. The contents are not intended or implied to be a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Ground Therapy Incorporated makes no representations about the efficiency, appropriateness, or suitability of any specific tests, procedures, treatments, services, opinions, healthcare providers, or other information that may be contained in or available through the information provided. Hello, everyone. I want to introduce you to our friends at Marty.com. At Marty, you can stock up on all your pantry items and other household items for way, way cheaper than traditional grocery stores. I like that most of the items are organic. Also, I really dig their one-cent deal of the day. It changes every single day. I recently snagged a 10-ounce bag of dog treats for Chewbacca for a penny. Normally, they sell on their site for $7.99. With the upcoming food shortages, this is my favorite place to stock up on canned goods. If you live in the mountain or Pacific time zones, you need to get with Marty.com. M-A-R-T-I-E.com. Look for our link on our FreedomizerRadio.com website and get a $10 free just because I told you to go there. Marty.com. Great deals, good feels. Hello, folks. We are here with Barefoot is Legal Radio. Barefoot is Legal is a 501c3 nonprofit organization dedicated to the rights and legalities of living the barefoot lifestyle, as well as general support, information, community encouragement, and, you know, here to advocate for barefooting to be recognized as the accommodation that it is for many different neurodivergent conditions, disabilities, and physical disabilities as well. Um, Here at the Barefoot is Legal radio show, you know, we tend to talk about different topics around barefooting um, and different community aspects. Um, People are definitely welcome to call in and share um, any experiences um, or just things that, um, you know, have to do with barefooting um, that they feel like, you know, should be talked about or addressed even. Um, The guest call-in number is... 319-527-820. I'm sorry. The last four digits are 6208. So um, I hope that was clear. Um, so you guys are always welcome to share anything um, that you really need addressed. Unfortunately, there are a lot of aspects of barefooting, and that's not always a negative thing, even positive aspects of barefooting that are not seen in the mainstream, that are not addressed, that are not valued. Um, And I think there's a lot of frustration that comes from that um, as individuals, personally as barefooters, but even, um, you know, within um, the barefooting community is, you know, these different positives and these different aspects of our lives um, are not always seen in the mainstream and they're not always valued. Um, You know, we can often be mislabeled and misunderstood for our barefooting, as well as the reasons in which we may barefoot. A lot of people, obviously not all barefooters, but a lot of barefooters barefoot for cognitive, um, neurodivergent, mental disabilities, um, um, and physical disabilities, even for myself. Right now I'm having a questionable day of talking um, with my ADHD and my autism and so this can cause um, you know 
problems in my life and sometimes you know with being the most um, articulate person while doing the radio show Um, but it's a huge reason why I barefoot it's a huge reason why grounding is important to me um, in general and you can ground through so many other ways outside of barefooting Um, you know there are many different um, products and tools out there for grounding Um, and you know even if um, for whatever reason, you know, especially with it being colder lately, um, not being able to wear shoes, being able to, you know, just find the time to just kind of touch my hand to a tree and just take the time to take a deep breath. And it can be really frustrating um, when the weather's colder. Um, like we got a bunch of snow here in Ohio, at least our part of Ohio. I haven't really looked too much at the general weather around us, if I'm being honest, um, and like other parts of the state, but if that makes sense, other than what's directly around us, um, if that makes sense. Um, but, you know, we got a bunch of snow yesterday, um, and there's still a bunch of snow on the ground. Today, it is cold. It's going to be a cold, cold weekend, um, but then it's supposed to warm up again. Um, so it's going to be very frustrating around the colder times, especially um, as barefooters and even for myself, not being able to um, barefoot. But there are other ways of grounding. Um, definitely going outside and touching a tree is, and just taking some deep therapeutic breaths is definitely um, a, a coping mechanism that I use. Um, I definitely feel a lot more clearer and level-headed when I do this. Um, The earth is, you know, just earthing and grounding is definitely very important to me. And for any people, you know, out there who, um, you know, personally believe in astrology or follow astrology, you know, for me, I use um, and follow like astronomical astrology. I follow the real movements of the planets and astronomy. Unfortunately, there is a difference between tropical astrology, astronomical astrology, as well as other forms of astrology. Um, And I don't really want to get into it too much, but unfortunately, um, tropical astrology does not and hasn't for over 2,000 years, you know, lined up with the real moving sky. Um, But if you're somebody who um, has a lot of earth placements, this is kind of the point where I'm getting at is if you're somebody that has a lot of earth placements, grounding, barefooting, finding different ways of connecting to the earth, earthing, grounding is going to be incredibly important for your well-being, um, whether that be mentally, physically, um, emotionally, any other aspect of health, um, any, any, you know, it's something that's just really important um, for your general well-being. Um, I'm somebody that has a lot of earth placements, and it definitely was a huge shift when I uh, moved, um, when I shifted from you know, following tropical astrology, which no longer, you know, follows the real moving sky and is a fixed system and started following astronomical astrology. Um, It was a huge difference in my chart, but I, you know, really understand myself on a deeper level. And I went from having um, different placements that I thought were air and water to being, you know, now to being earth placements and now realizing that I'm mostly earth. I definitely realized earthing and grounding and just connecting the earth is a huge huge thing for me um and my spiritual energetic well-being not just you know my physical mental emotional well-being but also personally you know because of these other um things with you know having all this earth energy within me you know it does also help mentally emotionally and physically to be grounded to the earth to be outside to be connected to plants in some way um, and it's something that's very vital for just my general 
stability and ability to function um, and general well-being. And a lot of people around me who also follow astrology um, and, you know, follow tropical astrology or, sorry, follow astronomical astrology especially, you know, have definitely found how, um, you know, grounding with the earth is very crucial and, you know, um, for their well-being and, um, I think that it's really important to find um, what works for you. You know, everyone is definitely different. Our energies are different. Our lives are different. Our experiences are different. And astrology is really a study of potential energy. It's not this is because of this, this is exactly going to happen. Like, it's a lot more complicated than that. And I personally, you know, root it more in the sciences, um, as, you know, for myself and understanding what that means. Um, but there are so many different aspects of our well-being and our existence. We're multifaceted beings in which barefooting can help. So if you're someone like me that has a lot of earth um, energy and a lot of earth placements in your chart, um, you know, it can be very, 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 very beneficial to take that time to ground with the earth and connect with the earth, connect with plants and finding other ways of grounding and connecting to the earth. And I don't really care if I sound crazy. That's fine. I mean, um, I'm, you know, I'm learning to accept that, you know, I'm a controversial person by existing. My barefooting is controversial. You know, all of us as barefooters can definitely understand that. And, you know, controversial isn't always a bad thing. Um, yes, it definitely can be when it's, you know, problematic and, you know, rooted in hate and ill intent, um, and just, yeah, but at the same time, being controversial is not always a bad thing, you know, and I think that's something a lot of us have to make peace with, and it's definitely something I've been reflecting on within myself, not just with barefooting, with other aspects of my life, but I think especially as barefooters and, you know, we and within the barefooting community, we have to realize that our barefooting is controversial. We are controversial, but that's not a bad thing. It doesn't mean that there's something wrong with us, that there's something inherently, you know, wrong with us, that we're broken or misprogrammed or whatever, you know. Unfortunately, barefooting is still a controversial subject. It's still um, something that a lot of people aren't familiar with. A lot of people have opinions on that are rooted in fear-mongering and propaganda and ableism and just lack of empathy or understanding of other people and lack of um, desire and ability to see outside of their own perspective and their own existence. And, you know, but I think it's really important for us to realize that, you know, we are controversial in our barefooting, but that is okay. And there's nothing innately wrong with that or wrong with us. And um, because I know that there are, you know, some people that, you know, struggle more than even I do with um, stepping into, you know, barefooting and dealing with those negative experiences when I have them. But just remember that, you know, there's nothing wrong with you. You are not doing anything morally or legally wrong. There literally are no health codes against barefooting in public spaces. There are literally no laws against barefooting in public spaces. There are literally no laws against driving barefoot so you know you're not doing anything morally wrong you're not doing anything legally wrong and yes it may be still a bit of a social controversy it you know any social stigmatized thing but 
that doesn't mean there's anything innately wrong with you. That doesn't mean that what you're doing is wrong. And, you know, it's okay to be controversial if you are controversial for the right reasons. And, you know, I think being controversial for being a barefooter is being controversial for one of the right reasons. You know, this is something that you are doing for your well-being, whether that be mental, physical, spiritual, emotional, mental, I don't know if I already said that, you know, whatever the reason may be, or if there's, you know, a cultural identity rooted in it, or a religious, you know, identity, or different aspects of your identity, or your multitudes within you, you know, that is something positive that you are doing for yourself, and you doing that as something that will, you know, it will, it'll educate people in some kind of way. Even if you don't have those direct conversations or a productive conversation with somebody, you're still educating them on your existence by showing up and existing and existing as a representation for yourself and for people like you. And, you know, and it's what you, you just do what you got to do. And, you know, and I, and I think a lot of that, too, overlaps for me with my ADHD, my autism, and the role of barefooting and, you know, all those other um, socially questionable traits or socially unacceptable traits that are not doing anything morally wrong or legally wrong and that are not harming anyone. And, you know, barefooting is, you know, a huge aspect of my ADHD and my autism. Um, in general, I've been recognizing, you know, um, stimulation and sensory things, um, you know, with my feet and how that affects me, um, how that affects my ADHD and my autism, and as well as understanding more how it affects my physical health. But uh, there are a lot of people who barefoot for their autism, that barefoot for their ADHD. And it's, you know, really important that this is seen as the accommodation that it is. And that accessibility for barefooting is accessibility for ADHD and autism, but not just for ADHD and autism. This creates accessibility for, you know, people that have anxiety issues, people who have sensory issues that are not related to ADHD or autism, people who, um, you know, experience panic attacks, so being barefoot helps them. And um, really any Buddy else that has any kind of neurodivergent or physical disability in which barefooting helps them, helps alleviate um, pain or alleviate their symptoms or help them function better or help them be at, you know, um, in a better place on some level, you know, having accessibility that is creating accessibility for people with disabilities, whether that be mental or physical um, and I think it's really important to recognize that because unfortunate accessibility is not something that we have seen as much progress with as a lot of people like to think. And obviously, you know, barefooting is for everyone and anyone who wants to barefoot because it is. Anyone that barefooting helps and adds value to your life, your health, your well-being on any level, you know, it, barefooting is for you. Um, and, but at the same time, you know, there is always much, um, I don't know how to word this. <coughs> Let me clear my throat real quick, too. But, you know, 
there are a lot of issues of accessibility for people with disabilities, whether that be mental or physical. And being forced in a, being in, forced to wear shoes in any situations is not going to affect a person who, you know, isn't barefooting, you know, for their disability the same way that it is going to affect disabled people who are barefooting for their disabled, um, who are barefooting for their disabilities. So I think it's really important to remember that, that it is not the same thing as, you know, just caving and be like, okay, whatever, I'll do it for, you know, people that aren't barefooting for disability reasons. When you are barefooting for a disability, whether that be mental or physical, that is a much deeper issue because, and I don't even feel like I have the words to explain it. I just hope that people listening realize and understand what I'm saying. Again, my own disabilities are really making it hard to explain what I'm saying or say what I, um, explain what I mean and say what I mean. But, you know, you are taking somebody who is in, you know, who is very sick, who is in agonizing pain, who is very unwell, who is suffering, and, you know, forcing them to do something that creates more suffering, pain, agony for them, rather than, you know, again, that same issue, forcing them whether or not to wear shoes, you know, enforcing wear shoes when if they could not, that is something that would alleviate and help with their suffering. Does it take away from their suffering? No, they're going to still be suffering, most likely, whether they're barefoot or not. But it's about the fact that, you know, rather than alleviating their suffering or doing something that helps them or helps them be able to move, because it's a huge thing, you know, with mobility, you know, a lot of times whether, you know, you know, that can be a huge thing. And, um, you know, when there is an option that could help with these issues, help with their mobility, help with their pain, help with their suffering, and you are forcing them to do something that is instead then going to create more suffering and more harm for them, it, it's really messed up. And it's not, and, and, and obviously everyone should have, you know, and everyone, you know, it is our American right to barefoot in public spaces, but everyone should have that right and have that right not be questioned or discriminated against, of course. But when it comes down to accessibility and accommodations, this is a much more serious issue affecting people with, a disability, with disabilities. And I want people who are, and this is more so a message for people who are against barefooting if anybody comes across this or hears this. This is more for people, this statement is more for me, you know, saying this to people who do not understand barefooting at all and do not understand that it is an accommodation and it is an important thing for accessibility for many disabled people. This, you know, I, and, you know, I just, I don't know. It's just incredibly, 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 incredibly frustrating that barefooting is not, you know, universally seen by everyone as an accommodation um, and an accessibility issue for people with disabilities. Yes, the ADA, though, the American Disability Act, it does recognize barefooting as an accessibility accommodation issue for disabled people, which is why if you actually go to barefootislegal.org, um, which is our official page, um, and I do want to put this out there because I have no intention of, like, fear-mongering anyone, and there is, and I want people to remember that it is, you know, recognized by the ADA, but the issue is 
that it is not recognized by people, employees doing their jobs that are discriminating against, you know, disabled people and barefooters in general, of course. And of course, that's an issue. But you have to think too that even if, even if it's just someone's anxiety, you know, and crippling anxiety issues, you know, that they are barefooting for, again, they are not going to be able to handle and respond to discrimination the same way someone without anxiety is able to. And, you know, and so it's really important to really have it out there that, you know, this is something that helps a lot of people and a lot of people who are barefooting, of course, not everyone is doing it for medical reasons for disability reasons. And, and the ADA does recognize this American Disability Act, but unfortunately a lot of people don't. And when employees don't recognize this, when even, you know, medical workers don't recognize this, when healthcare professionals, you know what I mean? When people of any kind of establishment in which disabled people are entering or going to do not understand this, not only are you discriminating against their barefooting, but you're also discriminating against uh, their disability um, and, you know, accommodation and accessibility. And if you are somebody who is disabled, who has experienced this, so, you know, any um, discrimination of any place that you're going in, um, you can go to barefootislegal.org, which is Barefoot is Legal's official page, and Barefoot is Legal is a 501c3 nonprofit organization. So if you go to the, um, I'm trying to think, I believe it's under the laws um, section in the menu, you go to, oh wait, okay, no, 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 it is, well, it's under that, but if you go to downloads. Okay, there are ADA cards. So, um, you know, local, state, and federal federal disability laws, according to the ADA, U.S. Department of Justice, protect um, protect against discrimination in any place of public accommodation for being barefoot due to medical and health reasons. If confronted, please pre- present this card and politely explain that they must make reasonable accommodations. Always have your state card handy if needed. So I read that from the barefootislegal.org page, um, and underneath that is the cards. Um, and so these are from the you know U.S. Department of Justice, um, and uh, you know according to the ADA, the American Disability Act, recognizing barefooting as an accommodation, and um, you know legally you know protecting that accommodation and. Um, you know, um, and um, sorry, my brain, I'm not explaining this well. Um, but, you know, this is something that you can show them so that way you can have the accessibility you need and the accommodations you need is what I'm trying to say. Um, sorry, my ADHD and autism brain is getting the best of me today. But, you know, it is your American right in general to barefoot in public spaces. Um there are no laws against barefooting in public spaces. Um, but at the same time, you know, this is a much deeper issue for people with disabilities, a much deeper issue of their well-being. And um, so, and even for myself, you know, um, you know, I can, you know, testify to that. Audrey can testify to that. Unfortunately, Audrey is um, not going to be able to be here today. Um, 
due to health um, issues and whatnot. Um, but um, anyways, so my point is, though, um, you know, this is something that is very important to so many different people with disabilities, and it is an important issue of accessibility and accommodation. Um, but at the same time, you know, barefooting is your American right. It is. So do not let people bully you out of that. Do not let people um, discriminate against you. You know, stand up for yourself. Woohoo! I'm encouraging you. I'm cheering you on. But also at the same time, if you are someone who is not able to accommodate for yourself um, or, I mean, advocate for yourself um, and maybe even accommodate, at times, but you're not someone who's able to, you know, advocate for yourself and stand up for yourself or knows how to, you know, face those discrimination issues. I understand, you know, having different disabilities and things like that can make it a lot harder for you to be able to confront those things. So there is no shame in that. But if you ever need help or anything um, with confronting, combating, dealing with those issues, Barefoot is Legal is here to help. Um, you know, we are a 501c3 nonprofit organization, so for barefooting, we're the only, uh, you know, nonprofit organization um, for barefooting. So, you know, we are here to help, and we do care, and um, definitely recommend checking out the page, you know, however you're able to, um, barefootislegal.org, um, to find whatever, you know, tools and resources you can there, um, but also feel free to reach out. There is... Um, you know, context, uh, a contact section on the page as well, but you can uh, reach out to the Instagram at Real Barefoot is Legal um, and the Facebook page and the private group are both Barefoot is Legal. Um, the private group is private just to make sure that it's, you know, got the right people there in terms of, you know, barefooters who are there, you know, to uplift, encourage, support each other. And, you know, we don't want people who are in there just to be haters. Unfortunately, that was an issue in the past with the group being public was, you know, having people who are haters coming in, you know, with um, barefooting or people that were coming in with, you know, just not family-friendly appropriate intentions and whatnot. So that's why the group is private. It's just for everyone's um, safety and well-being for those of us, you know, who are barefooters that are looking for community. Um, it is not to be, you know, try to be exclusive or anything like that in a harmful way. Um, but I definitely recommend checking out the public group, or sorry, the public page and the private group. Um, if, if, especially if you're looking for community support, uh, and um, advice or anything, but you can also, again, call into the radio show. Um, and um, our guest call in is 319-527-6280. And I did say it right that time. Um, it will not immediately put you on air or anything, um, but if you press one, it'll notify us to let us know that you would like a chance to speak on air, um, And but it doesn't put you on air right away either. We have to manually do that. So if any of those who are worried about that, that's no worries, no worries at all. But if you are already listening in um, on your phone, um, you can press one. Um, if you'd like a chance to speak on air, uh, talk, or address anything within the barefooting community or within your barefooting lifestyle um, or your barefooting experience, whatever that may be, as long as it's, you know, again, family-friendly appropriate because we are a, you know, family-friendly appropriate group. Um, 
yeah, um, we are going to run a quick ad break um, since it is um, after two now. Um, but remember, guys, there are no laws or health codes against barefooting in the United States in public spaces. That is your American right. So do not let people discriminate against you or bully you. Um, you know, I encourage you to stand up for yourself and just stick to the facts. Tell people there are no laws or health codes against barefooting in public space in the United States. In fact, it's actually illegal for this establishment store, whatever it is, um, to have a policy against barefooting. You're actually breaking the law by trying to tell me I can't be in here barefoot. Um, and yeah, just, we're going to run a quick ad break real quick. Um, but just, you know, try to stick to the facts, you know, when dealing with issues like that. And remember there are no laws or health codes against barefooting in public spaces. That is your American right. So we will be back with Barefoot is Legal after the break. Hello, everyone. I want to introduce you to our friends at Marty.com. At Marty, you can stock up on all your pantry items and other household items for way, way cheaper than traditional grocery stores. I like that most of the items are organic. Also, I really dig their one-cent deal of the day. It changes every single day. I recently snagged a 10-ounce bag of dog treats for Chewbacca for a penny. Normally, they sell on their site for $7.99. With the upcoming food shortages, this is my favorite place to stock up on canned goods. If you live in the mountain or Pacific time zones, you need to get with Marty.com. M-A-R-T-I-E.com. Look for our link on our FreedomizerRadio.com website and get a $10 free just because I told you to go there. Marty.com. Great deals, good feels. Of all the grounding studies, the one that really got our attention is called Electric Grounding Improves Vagal Tone in Preterm Infants. In the study, 26 premature babies in an NICU were connected to grounding wires. The heart rates of the grounded infants stabilized and their vagal tone, a critical measure of infant health, increased by 67% with grounding. The information is provided for general informational purposes only. The contents are not intended or implied to be a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Ground Therapy Incorporated makes no representations about the efficiency, appropriateness, or suitability of any specific tests, procedures, treatments, services, opinions, healthcare providers, or other information that may be contained in or available through the information provided. Food waste is one of the most easily solvable problems, literally the low-hanging fruit of environmentalism. Pardon the pun, it's my job. About 20% of all produce never makes it off the farm. It's because they just look a little funny, a little weird, but when you cut into it, it's perfectly good food. It's just a total shame. It's totally good stuff. We buy ugly produce directly from farms that often would go to waste because supermarkets won't buy it because of how it looks, and we deliver it to people's doors.
beauty standards for an apple. This isn't that ugly at all. Like, that's the most common first box, like, complaint we get. We change that. We educate people. We show them how amazing these fruits and vegetables are. To have food delivered to your house. Box of produce every week. And it's more affordable. At a very reasonable price. Cheaper than the grocery store. I spend a lot less time in grocery stores. It's an adventure every time that you open your box. High-quality produce. There's nothing wrong with the produce. And they taste exactly the same, if not better. Save those fruits and vegetables that get wasted every year. And it's delivered to your door like, but what you, why wouldn't you do? Why wouldn't you do? Please go to our website, freedomizerradio.live, and sign up for Imperfect Foods today. Use our promo code and get money off your first order. Go ahead and get some organic and all-natural meats, dairy, snacks, breads, and non-GMO produce. Hello, folks. We are back with Barefoot is Legal Radio. Barefoot is Legal is a 501c3 nonprofit organization dedicated to the rights and legalities of living the barefoot lifestyle, as well as general support, encouragement, community, and advocating for barefooting to be recognized as the accommodation it is for many different disabilities, um, but also for it to be recognized as a legitimate thing to do for your life, for your health, for your well-being. Unfortunately, barefooting is still very stigmatized against. A lot of this, you know, comes from the 60s in particular. Um, And a lot of this is rooted in classism and racism. And it's unfortunately a very harmful there's a very harmful history that still affects um, a lot of people today with their mindsets and perspectives on barefooting. There are a lot of people that still view barefooting as something that is um, just socially unacceptable in the most grossest, um, unhuman-like way, unfortunately. There are a lot of people who still really look down on it and have this disgusting view of it. Um, And this isn't to make other people feel bad because most people, I would say personally nowadays that I've interacted with don't hold this view, but unfortunately there still are people that do. And, you know, they look at it as being this poor thing and look at being poor as a gross, disgusting thing. And this is rooted in classism. Um, And a lot of this is rooted in racism against black people and indigenous people. And I think it's really important to recognize that history um, and recognize that harm and how that harm is still existing today. And these stigmas and stereotypes, although they may have morphed and shifted, you know, through time, they still exist and are still enacted upon our society and, and, and still influence people's interactions within our society Um, and it is just a harmful um, just harmful ideology that never really went away Um, and unfortunately to you know racism causes a lot of people to look at barefooting like unfortunately a lot of things very differently um, in an unjustifiably way that's rooted in racism Um, when looking at people of, you know, different races and ethnicities and, you know, and there can, you know, people of color often experience, um, 
discrimination much more intensely, unfortunately, you know, with the, um, and even around the issue of barefooting. Um, and it's, and that, you know, that is an issue. That is a deep problem in our society. And it's a problem that we can't pretend doesn't exist. It's a problem that we can't pretend isn't real because it is a real issue and it is a real ongoing issue. And this isn't me trying to be political. This is me being a human being. It's that simple. We're all human beings and we should start acting like acting like it more and really start caring about each other and I just, I, I, I really just hope for a day where a lot of these harmful, um, hateful just thoughts um, do not influence the way that people look at others and do not influence social interactions because we are all human beings and we deserve to be treated as such, to be viewed as such without judgments being placed on us the first time people look at us. Um, especially judgments that are rooted in harm and aren't even genuine observation most of the time. They're just these jumping, crazy stereotypes and stigmas and harmful thoughts. And, and uh, you know, unfortunately, there is, a, you know, an issue around that, you know, within barefooting as a whole, uh, within many different disabilities and conditions in which why people barefoot um, but especially even within racist ideology that affects people as um, barefoot experiences. Um, and I hope that I'm wording this well. Um, it's also hard because I just I try not to get too emotional when talking about um, issues and things because I, I do care a lot. Um, I'm just, and I think more people should. I don't think that there's anything wrong with caring too much. And for anyone that ever feels like they care way too much about social issues or social problems, I just want you to know that there's nothing wrong with you for caring. There's nothing wrong with you for caring about humanity and caring about um, the way that people treat each other, view each other. That, that is one of the most beautiful parts of humanity is empathy and love. And, you know, as much as there may be negative aspects and parts of human nature, love, community, togetherness, supporting each other, um, listening and just engaging with each other from a place of understanding and wanting to understand and wanting to connect, that is also human nature. And human nature is not inherently one way or the other. And the unfortunately, the nurture or lack thereof that occurs within our society molds a lot of us in negative ways. Most of us have been molded in some kind of negative way. No one is really freed from it, you know, and often we have to free ourselves. So I encourage people to free themselves from harmful ideologies. And it is our, you know, duty to ourselves to... Um, you know, free ourselves from any harmful ideologies that, you know, we may have that. And, but it's, and although there may be a sense of responsibility for that in others, we have to recognize that we can only go so far in educating others. We can only go so far in 
enlightening or whatever others, you know, if they don't want to hear you or listen or um, accept that, you know, knowledge or your existence, you know, from your experience, you know, if that makes any sense, um, that's up to them and that's on them and that is their responsibility and their thing to work through. And so, you know, I do think, you know, we all do have, you know, some social responsibility, yes, to do good and, um, you know, advocate for positive change and push for positive change, even if that's on just small levels within our personal relationships or, you know, or small ways online, you know, whatever you're capable of and whatever is accessible to you, that's what matters. It's not about, you know, whether or not, you know, how much you're doing in comparison to another person. It's about what you're doing with your abilities and what you do have and what is accessible to you. But at the same time, there should not be shame on people with disabilities or with lack of accessibility for not pushing for more collective change when you are not in a place where you can do that. Um, But, you know, I think it's really important for us to, you know, push for that and push to really see and understand each other. And um, that is one of the positive aspects of human nature. And one of the other positive aspects of human nature is the plasticity of our brain, its ability to grow and transform and learn new information over time. Um, And obviously, depending on, you know, a person's condition, disabilities, things like that, you know, that may affect them differently, um, and there may be differences within that. But overall, within human nature, there is a, a huge ability of change and growth. Now, unfortunately, it is within human ma- in nature to also fear change and growth. But I think it's important to remember that the bad is not all there is, just like the good isn't all there is. And it's important to have that balance of mind and self, which for me can personally be really hard. Um, being autistic, my um, my understanding of self and others um, and that separation between self and others is very blurred, which can cause me to, you know, not always recognize um, how things affect other people while causing me to also take on too much responsibility and be affected too much emotionally by um, things affecting other people and, and with my empathy. And that can be a really negative thing with um you know, activism as well. And I think it's something a lot of other people experience, a lot of people who care about activism and issues. And even like, you know, me and Audrey, Audrey has ADHD. I'm autistic and ADHD. And so like, um, you know, a lot of us, you know, we really do care a lot, but having, you know, ADHD and autism can, you know, cause a strain on us as well as cause us to be um, pushed by our, hyperfixations or special interests to continue to look into things that other people may not have the energy or bandwidth to while also causing us to burn out quicker in other moments. And it can be an issue um, to juggle um, within myself and within others, I know. Um, But I think it's just really important to recognize the ability within you to do good and and to help push for positive change. And that can be as simple as existing as the way you are in your controversy controversies that don't harm anyone else, whether that's, you know, be through your barefooting or your ADHD and autism or, um, 
you know, whatever disability, uh, chronic illness you have, even for myself having to, you know, learn not to hide my physical disabilities away as much and things like that, which it can be hard when it's programmed and you need to mask those things away. And with my fibro, that can like become a very intense thing, even in my body um, of masking and <laughs> as well, not just with my ADHD and autism. And, you know, so, but I think it's really important to, you know, remember we're not hurting anyone. And as long as we're not hurting anyone, it is okay to be controversial. And sometimes just showing up as yourself is enough to inspire other people, to push other people or cause other people to see a perspective worldview outside of their own that they otherwise would not have seen. Um, But obviously if you are someone who is, you know, has, um, the ability within you, the bandwidth, whatever, and, you know, has more accessibility, you know, to do so and whatnot, I definitely encourage you to push more for collective change and to, you know, advocate more for yourself and others around you, um, especially, you know, obviously here as, you know, we are talking about barefoot is legal. So I mean that, you know, with, you know, barefooting and advocating for barefooting, um, but also any other disabilities and things and creating accessibility. And, you know, especially since there's so many um, disabilities, um, whether they be physical or um, mental, in which barefooting is an accommodation tool for and accessibility of that is very important. Um, And if you are somebody that has a barefooter in your life who is disabled, whether that be mentally or physically or both, um, I really encourage you, if you are able to, um, and you have the ability within yourself, um, and you have the accessibility within yourself, to advocate for them, help advocate for them, especially if their disabilities leave them, you know, very disabled and unable to do things, you know, finding ways to advocate for them and their barefooting and their accessibility and accommodation, especially if, you know, you go out somewhere with them and, you know, experience um, discrimination, I encourage you, you know, to stand up for them um, and, you know, accommodate for them and also, you know, maybe talk to them about that beforehand and understand, you know, their comfort level and things um, and, and whatnot, if that makes any sense. But, you know, really having, taking that time to have that conversation and open yourself up to be available to advocate for them and help accommodate for them is really crucial. So I think, you know, to have those conversations with your friends and finding ways in which you can help and um, create accessibility and accommodation for your friends with disabilities and their barefooting and um, anything else like that, I think is a really positive thing. And I encourage other people to be able to do that. Um, and I know from my own experience with mental and physical disabilities, um, it can be really hard to advocate for myself. It's actually a lot easier for me to advocate for other people than it can be for me to advocate for myself often. And so I've had to learn a lot and learning to advocate for myself. But still, when I'm experiencing more intense symptoms within my disabilities, my ability to advocate for myself definitely decreases. And and sometimes that can be because I'm shutting down or I just am just not able to communicate or get the words out, whether it be verbally shutting down or uh, physically going into a shutdown and verbally shutting down. Um, and so, you know, it can be really having someone who is there to advocate and support you can be very, very crucial and is very important. And, you know, I'm thankful for 
all the ways in which my partner is able to, you know, advocate and accommodate for me, um, especially with my, you know, disabilities and more disabled uh, states of being. Um, but I just encourage other people to do the same. Um, and even if your friend doesn't have disabilities, you know, if your friend's just a barefooter and they're getting a lot of discrimination and a lot of backlash, that can create a mental toll. Um, that can really affect one's mental health, especially if they already, you know, may ha- um, be going through a hard time and struggling with things in their life and struggling with their mental health. Um, being able to help, you know, uh, like stand up for them and advocate for them um, when they're dealing with discrimination in public spaces when you're with them can be really positive. So, again, you know, I recommend having those conversations, you know, and um, I'm showing how you can help better um, advocate for barefooting, whether that be due to disability reasons or for it to just be seen and recognized as something that is okay um, and totally normal and totally healthy and totally safe. Um, So I think that was really all I had to track with that thought. Um, But yeah, I am, I'm over the snow. I'm really hoping all this crap melts away, but it's probably not going to. It's, honestly um but uh before we got all the snow i was actually able to get out more um and be able to actually barefoot um you know being out in nature going on nature walks anything like that you know it can be a it can be a big tool my toll on my body um for sure with you know different physical disability issues and um but at the same time being in nature and being able to just touch my feet to to dirt directly being able to take my shoes off even if i'm just sitting there walking around you know with my shoes off um and being able to just ground and be in nature it is something that really does help me a lot physically um mentally emotionally it really helps a lot with uh processing unprocessed emotions and traumas and um yeah just a lot of things that I shut down on in different points in my life being able to be out in nature and take my shoes off and you know whether I'm walking barefoot or I'm just sitting there barefoot touching the ground and just sitting on the ground in general you know on the ground in that way too um it's just it's something that's just so vital for my well-being I feel like there's nothing more vital like really to my well-being than you know my connection with the earth and my connection with nature and being outside and grounding and you know being able to you know barefoot out in nature and I personally am in you know kind of going through too like a phase of just I, I find myself being more selective of where I uh, barefoot lately um, in some ways especially with like sensory issues and um, just other things like that, and the weather has been, you know, colder overall in general, but still being in winter. Um, and so there are some places where I find myself with sensory issues or stimulation issues or just um, whether that be energetic reasons, spiritual reasons, you know, different times within my own flow or where I'm at, you know, uh, wearing shoes more, but at the same time, um I definitely, definitely prefer to be barefoot, and that's kind of its own experience in there. But um, being barefoot in nature and touching the earth and grounding the way is such a divine experience for me. Um, so I don't know. Um, 
I've been finding that like when I need to digest my energy, sometimes I and sit in my energy um, and what I'm feeling like sometimes I do need to, you know, put my shoes on and then when I'm ready to release it and it's like, a, it's a hard to explain with like emotional processing and energy and things like that and how that overlaps um, within my existence. Um, and then, you know, when I need, when I need to release, you know, releasing and, you know, grounding and connecting with the earth in those places, you know, it's very um, crucial and um, very divine and in its own way. And, um, and, and, you know, even, of course, when I have those times where I feel like I have, you know, for my ADHD, my autism, and processing things, putting my shoes on to mentally digest and kind of sit with my energy more um, and sit with things more that does not take away at all from the role that barefooting plays in my life and in healing and, and my spirituality, my physical disability issues, my mental disability issues, my emotions, processing trauma and working through these things. It's actually just a different role in those things and the way it feels is like needing that time to kind of digest and sit within my energy and sit within it all and then when I'm ready to release I'm ready to release and it's um, especially helpful to be able to find that release in nature so when we had some warmer days where I got up in like the 50s and 60s last week I was um and maybe the week before I don't remember exactly time is so chaotic in my brain um, but when it was warmer out, we all had to get out and ground and just be in nature and be barefoot and take my shoes off. It's just such a lovely, divine experience. Um, and I think that definitely, like I said earlier, if you're somebody that has a lot of earth placements, if you're someone who follows astrology, if you're someone who has a lot of earth placements, the earth signs being Taurus, Virgo, and Capricornus or Capricorn, um, I definitely, definitely recommend, you know, finding ways to connect to in nature and earth and ground because it really is so crucial. Um, and even um, different friends that have earth placements within their charts, um, um, you know, especially within their rising signs, you know, have been able to find, you know, peace and comfort, especially in the summer and spring when it's a lot warmer um, and more comfortable for them. Um, to just really be able to ground and barefoot and touch their feet on the earth and the grass. And I, uh, one of my friends who um, is also um, ADHD, um, you know, having a um, experience of just being able to, um, like, in the fall, just, you know, rub their feet against the grass and the leaves and, um, be able to have just like that positive sensory experience is just really, you know, good for the dopamine production in their brain. It was just a really good sensory seeking experience. I remember them kind of getting excited and, you know, I was out there barefooting and we were seeing the grass, you know, and so, you know, I was definitely having a similar um, sensory experience and whatnot. Um, but it's nice when you can see um, those positive sensory experiences with barefooting and grounding in nature and other people. And this is someone who also, um, you know, as an earth uh, rising and um, an earth rising sign, like I, I, um, uh, as in like that's the astrology sign. Um, and so was an earth um, element. Um, so, yeah, I definitely think that there's so many different aspects of barefooting and grounding that are just so crucial. But remember, guys, there are no laws or health codes against barefooting in the United States. It is your American right to barefoot in public spaces. 
it is illegal for a store, even if it's a small business, they are still functioning as a business entity that is open to the public. Therefore, they still abide by the same laws. It is illegal for them to have a store policy against barefooting and to discriminate against barefoot customers because their business still acts as a public space because it's a business open to the public. So it is illegal for people to discriminate against your barefooting, but, you know, people barefoot for religious reasons, cultural reasons, um, medical reasons, um, and those are all protected rights under HIPAA. You do not have to explain your medical reasons, your religious reasons, your cultural heritage reasons, whatever. You do not have to explain that to people who question your barefooting who are, um, well, really anybody, but especially store employees and um, even store owners. It is illegal for them to ask those kinds of personal questions about your barefooting, you know, about your medical reasons why or spiritual or cultural reasons or things like that. Um, For your barefooting, you know, um, because, you know, your religious, cultural, medical things are all protected under, you know, HIPAA. And there are so many different reasons in which people... um, barefoot that you know do follow sorry my brain there are so many reasons in in, in which people barefoot that do follow under these and um and it needs to be recognized that barefooting isn't just an act of rebellion and even if it is an act of rebellion i mean first of all we're not really rebelling against anything when there are no laws against barefooting if anything what rebelling against your negative opinion against barefooting okay go cry about it you've got a problem with barefooting go cry about it to yourself stop taking it out on people if you were one of those anyway but like yeah it's and it's also just really annoying because I just feel like there are much more important issues going on in the world than whether or not someone is wearing shoes and what your opinion on that is. There are much, 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 much more important issues of social justice and health and well-being than harassing someone in a store over whether or not they're wearing shoes. It's actually really ridiculous. And I honestly, I mean, this is not me trying to be a jerk or be condescending or anything, but I honestly wish people that had a problem with barefooting to get something better to do with their life, their time, and get some better opinions and, and issues to argue about. Because, like, get over it. People aren't doing anything legally wrong. There are no health codes against it. And I get it. I think a lot of people are just really ignorant. So I'm saying it now. There are no laws or health codes against people barefooting. In public spaces, yes, that includes restaurants, yes, that includes grocery stores and movie theaters and malls, shopping centers, whatever, clothing stores, like anywhere you go to eat, like, yeah, any public space, like, come on, like, there are much, much, much better things to spend your energy arguing about. There are much better things for me to spend my energy arguing about, honestly, and that's not at all you know, a a negative, me saying anything negative about barefoot is legal or barefooting rights or barefooting in general or what I do here. But 
honestly, there are much, much more crucial issues of social justice of life and death than caring about whether or not someone is wearing shoes. But obviously, you know, what we do here at Barefoot is Legal is important because, you know, we are standing up for people's American rights. We are standing up for people to have barefooting recognized as an accessibility issue, as an accommodation issue, to have it looked at and understood as something that is totally normal and socially acceptable so people stop getting discriminated against, hopefully. Uh, But, you know, that's like really, you know, and, like, I just wish it was that simple as me being like, hey, stop being a jerk. Stop discriminating against people for barefooting when there are no laws or health codes against it. One time was enough to make all the people that do that shut up and quit doing it. But, unfortunately, it isn't. So we have to come back every week and keep going on about it, you know. And so, like, I, and that doesn't mean I have anything against what I do here at Barefoot is Legal. But it's, uh, to be honest, it's it's really frustrating to see how and, and and although I don't have as many experiences now, but even when we've had callers recently, you know, in the last you know few months, anyone that's called in, and in the last few weeks, anyone who's called in, you know, and just how that this is still an ongoing issue. To see that's an ongoing issue, with my own experience, even you know when barefooting, and it's just it's just really annoying because there are there are genocides happening in the world. There are so many illegal things happening right in front of our faces even. And people are upset over barefooting and wanting to harass people in stores. Like Audrey's been harassed in stores and other people that have called in the past have been harassed in stores. You know, I've even technically been harassed in stores, I guess. But, like, come on. Like, it's just so ridiculous. Like, we're not breaking any laws. We're not doing anything morally or legally wrong. Get something better to do with your life. I don't know. Maybe go read about some actual horrible things that are happening in the world and go use your excessive emotional stuff that you clearly seem to have towards that than using it against whether or not I'm wearing shoes. And that is not me trying to be rude or insulting or mean, but, like, come on. Like, there are much bigger things to throw fits about and to be upset about and to discriminate against. And even Audrey's had people who have even said, well, I know it's legal, still keep arguing with her. And thankfully, I've had some pretty positive eye-opening experiences of realizing that, you know, there are a lot more people that do it. And I know Audrey's had those too. But, you know, it's just, you know, she's been doing this for decades. And, you know, she's been doing this decades longer than me. And, you know, it and. Uh, thankfully there is, you know, a lot more people who are a lot more open-minded around barefooting and a lot more people, I especially think younger generations, a lot more people of my generation, I would say, as an older Gen Z that's kind of like on the edge of millennial and Gen Z, um, that honestly, I do think the younger generations are a lot more accepting because we just don't see what's the big issue. And a lot of us, you know, are, you know, more up to date with social media and what's really going on in the world and, 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 you know, different things in general that we're like, dude, there's so much bigger issues over whether or not someone's wearing shoes, like calm down, move on, get over it, have a nice day, you know? So it's like, there are much bigger issues. And unfortunately I do think a lot of it, and this is not me trying to put down the older generations, just to put down older generations. Unfortunately, you know, a lot of the more negative experiences I've had have been people of older generations. 
Um, and I think it just shows, especially those that were born and raised in the 60s and 70s, when there was, you know, this traditionalist movement that was really trying to combat the Western hippie counterculture movement, you know. So it's like, and there was a lot of fear and propaganda and racism and classism that was fueled into barefooting, you know, discrimination and propaganda against barefooting. And, you know, and there was a lot of fear mongering. So I get it. A lot of this might actually be these people's trauma. And that's what's really sucks because I don't want to be insensitive if it is. If there is, you know, maybe there is more trauma rooted in it than I'm aware of, you know. But at the same time, a lot of people, you know, just choose to be hateful. And a lot of people just choose to go with what they've always known and what they've always been taught. And they don't ever challenge it. And unfortunately, there are a lot of people that don't challenge the trauma that they um, were put through or the negative opinions and beliefs of people within the trauma environments. And as somebody who has really, really, obviously I am not perfect and I still have a long way to go because, you know, I'm constant work in progress. You know, as somebody who's put in a lot of work to really um, look at those things and, you know, counteract and those things, you know, it is really frustrating when older people of older generations seem to not um, have put in that work or put in that effort. And that is a frustration from myself and a lot of people of my generation. You know, I'm 22 years old and it is frustrating when feeling like I, you know, am a, you know, a lot more open-minded. And even if I didn't have influences growing up that were um, really open-minded within um, a lot of environments and things like that, and even within my early childhood and, and just whatnot, you know, still being, you know, doing that to try to combat those and, you know, come to an understanding of these things and still constantly trying to evolve and um, understand. It can be very frustrating when older generations aren't doing that. And I think that's a, that's a big frustration that we see within Gen Z, especially those of us older Gen Zs and millennials and stuff. And, um, our frustrations with older generations as we don't really see the issue why a lot of things are an issue. And it's really frustrating when we see the older generations aren't putting in the work. And, you know, we're a lot of us too as young, no guy you have no guidance, you know, adults are really just trying to figure it out and heal and overcome and open up our minds and understand these things and find, you know, education and resources and information. It's really frustrating when we feel like we have no idea what we're doing and those, you know, older than us that have a lot more life experience they love to throw in our face haven't done that work and haven't expanded themselves and won't and I know that's something a lot of children, um, you know, of, you know, of abusive parents definitely feel or of any abusive parent, a child of any abusive parent feels. And, you know, for those of us that are barefooters, that may be an overlapping issue and subject where it's not, you know, recognized and they often, you know, don't, um, you know, any, you know, put in that growth. That can be very frustrating. And so whether it's from, you know, people within your family, outside your family, or in whatever type of social environment, you know, it definitely is very frustrating when you see people that especially love to throw their extra life experience in your face, but they've refused to grow or open their mindset, and they still, you know, fall into these stigmas and beliefs and stereotypes, and you feel like you're having to educate and rewire your mind and theirs, and it's like, this is too much responsibility, 
is what it can feel like at times. And so I do encourage other people to remember that other people's, you know, beliefs and things like that, they're not your responsibility. Um, other people's views and their enlightenment education is not your responsibility. Yes, you may have a responsibility and social duty within yourself and within your role here on earth to, you know, advocate and spread awareness and show some kind of enlightenment in positive ways and your own um, social circumstances. You know, that doesn't also mean that it has to be on this massive scale. Um, and I don't know, it's just, I'm sorry, my brain is so all over the place today, but it is very frustrating. Um, the backlash and even abuse that I have, you know, even re- received from older generations who are, you know, just out in the public, just out in the public, like people I don't even know, um, whether it be for my barefooting or even when I was a fast food worker, you know, and I wasn't even barefoot, you know, it's it's crazy and it's frustrating, you know, definitely for the younger generation to see this and to have to go through this and and then have, you know, well, we haven't lived long enough thrown in our face. And, you know, that's a big issue even around barefooting where, you know, there's just a lot of ignorance around it and a lot of people not wanting to open their mindsets and still holding on to this propaganda and fear-mongering from their early childhood and not really doing that inner work. And unfortunately, within a lot of more of the inner older environments, this is not an attack on everyone of older generations. If you are someone of older generations who has done the work, who is doing the work, like, I'm proud of you and I'm thankful for you and keep doing it and do what you can, like, you know, like, be who you are. That's awesome. This is not an attack on you at all. Just keep being you. But, you know, it is frustrating because I definitely see a lot more discrimination and negativity against barefooting from, you know, older generations and say, you know, the millennial generation, especially younger millennial, millennials, older Gen Zs or, you know, the Gen Zs in general, um, you know, there's been a lot more of that stigmatization and that negativity from older generations and they all, and also older generations, you know, overall seem to have a more negative view of doing self-work and opening up their mind and really challenging these stereotypes and stigmas and it's really harmful and it's very frustrating and a lot of us have also been affected by, you know, their ignorances and them not doing the work um, in their earlier, younger years as adults. Um, We as, you know, their children or grandchildren or just, again, being younger people that they think that they can talk down to and abuse, you know, we've been impacted by this. And, and, And so I do think overall, like, barefooting is something that is going to continue being increasingly accepted because, you know, from my own experience of interacting with my generation, most of us do not care. We do not have a problem with barefooting. We have seen too much crap. And I know older generations love saying, well, they've seen so much crap. But it's like school shootings, lockdowns and drills and things like that have been such a big issue since I was in elementary school and increasingly so at an alarming rate. Issues of drugs, overdose, teen, su- teen suicide and suicide and general like it is it's an epidemic drugs in general are epidemic there's so many the you know um to so many of the education and as well as socioeconomic um gaps steadily increasing in the most negative way possible you know there's too much going on and there's too many genocides and active 
war and harm that has been going on that, you know, it's just like, you know, I get over it, get over it, get over the barefooting thing. I'm not saying getting over the act of harm, but I'm saying get over the barefooting thing. Okay. Like I think these are younger, um, younger generations and people, my younger, you know, of this younger generation, like myself and those I've interacted with, you know, we're so over the pointless bull crap, you know, like whether or not someone's wearing shoes, who cares? There's so much other art horrible, deep, just horrible things going on in the world. There's so many much bigger issues, and a, a lot of us have been to, through too many things to really care about whether or not someone's wearing shoes unless it actually does come down to their actual safety in, say, a particular environment or situation. And, you know, and so it's like obviously, you know, barefooters, we're not dumb. We're not just being like, ah! You know, I am invincible. Nothing can ever hurt me. We're not dumb, okay? We're not going to go to a construction site barefoot. We're not going to go into a chem lab barefoot. We're not stupid. We're not going to do really stupid things. But barefooting is something that helps so many people and actually creates a sense of safety within um, our bodies and our minds. And if you don't understand that, okay, I guess good for you, whatever. But, you know... Um, it is something that makes a lot of people feel safer within their bodies and minds. Just like wearing shoes probably makes a lot of people feel, feel safer in their bodies and minds. And we're all different individuals, and we need to respect that. But I do think the younger generations in particular, you know, really don't have a problem with barefooting and don't really understand what the issue with it is. And obviously I can't speak for everyone of my generation or younger generations, but for my interactions, it really does seem that way. So I do think that we will, you know, start more and more increasingly as we have already seeing it more accepted and welcomed and a lot less discrimination and just a lot more understanding and education and around it. But obviously Barefoot is Legal, um, this organization that, you know, was started by um, proof, um, um, you know, um, or this, um, sorry, my brain right now, is, has contributed a lot to um, just the, un, the general welcoming and understanding and advocacy of Barefoot. You know, Barefoot is Legal is the only nonprofit organization um, for barefooting. It's the only, especially, and it has 501c3 nonprofit status. And you know, Barefoot is Legal has really, you know, helped advocate for barefooting um, longer than I've been a part of it, longer than even Audrey's been a part of it. Um, so definitely, you know, huge shout out to um, the founder, which if you go to um, the contact, yeah. And so, you know, huge shout out to the uh founder and CEO, um, you know, Dave Kelman for, you know, putting together, um, you know, Barefoot is Legal and just, you know, making it what it is and um, hoping to advocate for barefooters and helping to connect and barefooters and create a sense of community of barefooters. And if you, um, and if you go to the contact page, you know, um, there are the um, officers of, you know, Barefoot is Legal listed the different directors, CEO, and things like that. And there's um, also some contact information. Um, 
and whatnot. But I definitely recommend um, going to barefootislabel.org um, and just seeing what resources, information, you know, tools is available there for you. Um, and if you are interested in membership and donations and membership benefits and volunteering, um, you can also look into, under that under how you can help. Remember, Barefoot is Legal is a 501c3 nonprofit organization. So this money is any money that is, um, you know, goes to the, you know, funds of Barefoot is Legal is not going, you know, into anybody's pockets. It is directly going to the operations and, um, you know, those costs of operations of the organization Barefoot is Legal. Um, and especially since, you know, Barefoot is Legal is a 501c3 nonprofit organization. So, you know, there's nothing weird or anything like, you know, this is not a profit thing at all. Um, and so any donations um, go directly to the operation costs, unfortunately, like printing and mailing and you know, um, with cost money, um, pamphlets, booths, to be able to do booths and tables at health fairs and even to pay, you know, the fees at health fairs and different um, fairs in general to be able to have a booth and things like that. You know, those things cost a lot of money. It adds up. So that is where the money is going is things like that. Um, but I also am not like an expert or know all about everything um, because I'm just, I'm just your radio show host to you, you know? Um, so, yeah. Um but at the same time, um, there's a lot of great things on this page. So I definitely recommend checking out, like, reporting it on friendly business. Unfortunately, I hope you never have to do that. But if you do, you can here at barefootislegal.org. And I'm sorry if I'm being a little too goofy right now, but we're not goofy enough. Um, but, you know, unfortunately, if you do run into issues with discrimination and need to report on friendly business, you can um, report on friendly business here. And this also just lets Barefoot Legal know, like, what businesses people are having issues, you know, who we may need to contact, the organization, you know, people may need to contact in order to really just deal with these issues of discrimination. Um, but also, um, if you, you know, want to take your own initiative um, or feel inclined to, you know, reach out to um, – any HR, customer, um, manager, staff, whatever thing of any, un um, sorry, I'm having a hard time talking today, but of any business you've personally, you know, experienced a discrimination, you know, at, um, or any discrimination affiliated with, you know, any particular store or thing, you know, if you want to take that initiative to, you know, go ahead and contact, you know, those proper channels and, um, get any documentation, you know, possible for Barefoot is Legal or help in any way and then share those, that information resource with other Barefooters. You can um, also, you know, just contact um, the Barefoot is Legal um, officers um, and stuff through the um, contact page on the barefootislegal.org um, page um, and be able to, you know, share that information um, that you received, any documentation, because the truth is it is illegal for them to have a store policy against barefooting. So we already know that these businesses are in the wrong, right? But being able to get that documentation of them having to be 
forced to admit they're wrong or, you know, that is documentation that you can share with other people that may have the same issues with the same type of businesses or, you know, corporations or anything like that. And also having this documentation readily available online. Um, if you have an issue personally at the same, you know, a certain place, like um, say, you know, Walmart or something like whatever, if you have an issue some, somewhere like that and, you know, we have this documentation all available on, you know, barefootislegal.org for other pe- other barefooters to find or other people to find. Like, that just helps barefooters in general and puts it somewhere out there on the Internet. Obviously, any personal information can and will be, like, censored. Um, so not to give away, like, anyone's identity and stuff like that. Most of cause the documentation that – because there is, like, um, documentation from other stores and stuff. I want to see if I can find here on the page. Um, but, um, you know, there's, you know, like redacted or blacked out information, you know, from different um, people, not to give away any, like, personal information or things like that. So, um, and you can even go ahead and mark out those things yourself, like your own personal, you know, email or name, number, anything like that when sending in the document, just as long as, you know, the information of the business um, is, you know, fully accessible and viewed. Um, But obviously, you know, we do want to protect um, anyone's information. Um, But at the same time, having this documentation available on the pay um, on this, you know, our official page, barefootislegal.org, really does help other people to be able to find and access uh, documentation that may have issues with discrimination with the same places or um, yeah so I definitely if you are able to share any documentation information I definitely recommend doing there um, under the how you can help page there is um, under if you look down in the um, under that tab thing where it has options there is report an unfriendly business and it will um, take you to like a forum kind of page where you, your, your name your email your phone number is optional. Um, so where did you and then where did you receive the complaint of, um, or objection? Business name, city, state. Who confronted you? Customer, employee, management. Describe what happened in as much detail as possible. Were you allowed to complete your purchase? Were you told health codes or liability was why you're not allowed? Which is first of all illegal and false. So again, if you were given those reasons, um, and then also, do you have a document or picture to attach? Um, and so you can attach those files um, if you do have any kind of documentation. So that's another way that you can send in documentation if you've already um, gone through those channels yourself and have already, you know, reached out to those proper channels through the business you had um, or a corporation that you had problems with already and then got that documentation and then want to report the unfriendly business on Barefoot is Legal with that documentation. That also helps as well and is another channel of being able to share that information. Um, so I hope that my rambles have made sense today. I hope this has been somewhat helpful and informative or at least fun to listen to. I don't know. Um, my brain is not exactly braining, I guess. Um, but remember guys, there are no laws or health codes against barefooting in public spaces in the United States. You are doing nothing morally wrong or legally wrong. And, you know, Everyone, yeah, everyone's got their opinions. Everyone's entitled to them. People's opinions are valid. But you know what? You also don't have to take people's discrimination. That is your 
barefooting is your American right, and it's you know just because people have free speech and have freedom of opinion, that doesn't take away your opinion. That doesn't take away your rights. That doesn't take away who you are, and that doesn't mean you have to listen to haters. We are having we're at the 90 second warning, so we are wrapping up on Barefoot is Legal Radio. Barefoot is Legal is a 501c3 nonprofit organization dedicated to the rights and legalities of living the barefoot lifestyle. Um, so I hope you've enjoyed our rambles. Um, and just remember that there are no laws or health codes against barefooting in public spaces in the United States. There are no laws against driving barefoot in the United States. So keep living your best barefoot lifestyle. You do you. And like Audrey would say, if I don't butcher it, be nice, help when you can. Wait, shoot. Be nice, don't be a jerk, help when you can. I don't know. I totally butchered that. Anyway, but just take care, guys. See you back next week. Um, and definitely recommend checking out barefootislegal.org for any resources, information, and tools. If you're looking for, you know, a sense of community, um, I definitely recommend checking out the private group Barefoot is Legal on Facebook. You can also check out the public page, also called Barefoot is Legal, and you can check out the Instagram page, which is Real Barefoot is Legal. Um, and I can't remember what the TikTok is. But it's been very frustrating with the weather being colder. At least here it's been frustrating. And for other people where the weather is colder, it can be very frustrating. But just keep barefooting and living your best barefoot lifestyle the best you can. Take care, y'all. See you next week. Bye-bye. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.